0: Welcome to the Companies to Watch show. I'm Kevin Harrington, the creator of the infomercial. I'm also one of the original sharks on the hit TV show, Shark Tank. But now I'm helping innovate leaders like you become equipped with the knowledge you need to more than 100x your success. For more than 30 years, I've been empowering entrepreneurs and innovative business leaders to turn dreams into mind-boggling reality. On this show, we talk with guests and reveal the secrets to help push past all your questions and excuses, empowering you to achieve success. Stick around to the end of the show where we'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing entrepreneurial podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go.
1: Hello, and welcome to Companies to Watch Show. I'm Jeff, and I'm very excited to be bringing to the show today a former war correspondent, now nationally syndicated columnist, speaker, and author who helps salespeople improve their performance. He's the chief sales architect at Bulletproof Selling, Sean Rhodes. Welcome to the show.
2: It's my pleasure, Jeff. Thanks for having me on.
1: Well, we are really grateful that you took the time to spend with us today. Uh, Let's talk real quick. What do you guys do at Bulletproof Selling? What's that bird's eye view of your company there?
2: Long story short, we help salespeople and teams get better performance out of their pipelines. Um, And that's kind of a loaded statement that's supposed to elicit, well, how do you do that? uh, Mm -hmm. If people are interested in learning about it at all. But uh, long story short, we help salespeople remove hope from their sales strategy and replace that hope with more consistency, better systems, and things they can do each single week to continuously improve the way that they sell. So they don't have to hope that the person calls them back or that they make number this month or next month.
1: I got you. And how long have you guys been doing that?
2: Wow, this journey's probably been at least a decade. And everything that I've done in my life prior to opening my own business is kind of fed into this as well. Mm -hmm. I draw a lot of experiences out of uh, my time getting to travel the world, studying the highest performing teams on the planet, and then helping organizations now build that culture into their sales.
1: Yeah, and I'd love to, to talk about it. as I mentioned kind of in the intro, that you were a war correspondent with the Marines yeah, Corps, that's is that right. correct? Tell me a that's little right. bit about that and, and that experience and how that has kind of, I guess, how that solidified what you're doing now.
2: For sure. Well, the, uh, in the United States for those international listeners that you might have all the, the kids in high school or secondary education have to take a test called the ASFAB and it's an armed services, vocational Mm -hmm. aptitude battery. That's what that acronym stands for. But it basically determines, Hey, where would you fit in the military? If you'd like to join, are you great at math? Are you great at problem solving? Are you an engineer? All those things. Well, I failed everything on that test except for verbal comprehension. Mm. And so the recruiter told me, well, if you really want to join the Marines, we've only got one job for you because we can't put you anywhere else. You failed everything. Uh, He said, for verbal comprehension, we're going to make you a war correspondent. I said, well, that sounds pretty cool. I get to carry a camera and a rifle. Yeah, sure. Sign me up. Well, I was in uh, Paris Island, South Carolina, which is where Marines attend basic training on the East Coast when September 11th happened in, in the United States. Oh, wow. So I thought it was going to be a nice, easy four years, get to travel the world and have some fun. And all of a sudden it was like, no, y'all are going to war. Wow. You know, enjoy that experience. So at 19 years old, uh, I was with the first Marines that pushed forward from Kuwait into Iraq in 2003, um, got to bounce around units all over the country then and uh, went back in 2004 for the battles of Fallujah and, uh, Fallujah and Ramadi. Excuse me. And the, the kind of unique thing that I had going on in the Marines was that I could move unit to unit. See, my job was to study best practices. Uh Um, to find the Marines that were really going above and beyond accomplishing the impossible and to capture that one so the Marines could learn from it. So if somebody did something brilliant that was going to save lives in the future, that we would make sure we captured that. And also to let the world know about the great work that these men and women were doing on the battlefield around the planet. So through my time in the Marines, I was able to travel to two dozen countries, work with all branches of the armed services, and begin to understand that the highest performers in the world didn't have to hope That they would survive their missions. Mm -hmm. Instead, they had the training, they had the systems, they had the processes that allowed them to essentially become bulletproof, which is why the company name is Bulletproof Selling. So -hmm. it's bringing that same type of mindset and uh, systemization of what we do into our sales processes so that whether we're home based businesses as entrepreneurs or whether we're selling for a Fortune 100 company and we have a thousand sales team members, in either case, how do we get better at what we do so that we can make a bigger impact and a bigger income? yeah well, first of all, thank you for your service. Um,
1: that's, that's a fascinating story. and and when you when you came home, you said um, you've told me that you also have been a martial artist and done yeah. other things as well. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. what kind of I, I know you've had a lot of different experiences before selling. so let's yeah. uh, let's talk about those because I'd love to hear kind of how that feeds into this as well.
2: Oh, sure, sure. Well, my first company I named uh, Shoshin Consulting and Shoshin is a Zen Buddhism term. It means beginner's mind. I always wanted to remember for myself that I was always there to learn rather than teach. Um, And I've often found the best teachers were the best at encouraging their students to learn rather than telling them what they needed to know. And that was really the the mindset that I continue to bring into my professional work today. But that comes out of uh, multiple decades of practice as a martial artist. I was able to earn my black belt in a martial art called Aikido and travel to Japan and train there and um, actually got to live at one of the last remaining warrior temples uh, that exists in the world. So you can think of like Shaolin temples for Kung Fu. I was able to do that, but for Aikido in Japan. So it was a super amount of fun. Um, wow. Wore me out. Um, you know, I've been through boot camp in the military. Martial arts training is worse. Let me tell you. Oh, wow. So for all of you, uh, you know, mixed martial artists out there, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, so I got to do that as a martial artist. Um, I also was raised in the mountains of North Carolina. So moonshiners, banjo pickers, all that fun stuff. Had a lot of good times growing up in that environment. And then got to travel the world. Uh, two dozen countries, really as part of my own you know, personal development and professional development, studying the best teams out there and how they were able to essentially accomplish the impossible. And so
1: how did you get to the point where I guess sales was was kind of where
2: you went from there, where the passion,
1: uh, obviously a you wrote question. a book
2: about it. Yeah, because... <laughs> yep. sure did. Bulletproof selling right there. Yeah. yeah. So the uh, journey I had as an entrepreneur, I started off knowing that I had this ability to communicate and a desire to help others, like most entrepreneurs do. But I realized that I was losing money like crazy because, and you know this as well as anyone, Jeff, entrepreneurs have an incredibly high failure rate just because Mm -hmm. they have such trouble generating revenue because we're learning the business as we go, essentially. Mm -hmm. And that was my case as well. So I realized I was throwing everything against the wall and seeing what would stick. And when revenue did come in, I had no way to figure out how do I make more of that happen? Because Mm -hmm. I was doing everything. And so, you know, the rain would fall sometimes, but not other times. How do I make that occur? So I realized as I was running out of money, if I was going to consult myself, what would I tell me to do as as a business owner? And well, you know, Sean, you studied the highest performing teams in the world. What was the first thing they did before going into battle? Well, it was training. It was systems. Mm -hmm. So that way they knew if that didn't work, what they needed to adjust. So I decided I'm going to just create a very simple outbound sales system. And I pulled that together from a lot of great mentors in the community, um, including the producer of this podcast, and was able to figure out, okay, my 10-step system for getting paid is this. Let's go try it. Mm. And a lot of iterations along the way, we've logged the results of more than 10,000 sales meetings in my company so far, studying what our company and others were doing really, really well in the field of sales. And we realized, well, shoot, the best people aren't just the ones that are winging it hoping they remember that objection turnaround that they learned or hoping they remember what questions to ask their prospects. What I had to learn as well was, you know, you got to have that stuff mapped out ahead of time, Mm -hmm. have a plan or plan to fail was something that they taught us a lot about in the military. So that's something that I brought into my own organization and something that I get to teach to other sales teams today as well.
1: Now you've been kind of leading this company for, for all this time. Tell me a little bit about uh, some of the keys to uh, leadership of a successful company like this? What, what do you think have sure. been your biggest successes in those areas?
2: So I'm one of these uh, company leaders that grew the company from scratch. So, you know, think like the founder of the company. Yeah. And I know a lot of your listeners may be, uh, you know, the leader of a company. They have the title of CEO, but they didn't found the company. They kind of inherited a lot of people and a lot of processes when they assume the role. So I'm in the situation where I've had to build it as I go. But in either case, I'd say my key to success was constantly looking at all of the things that I was doing and asking myself first, am I the only person that can do this? Mm. I know I can do it well, but am I the only person that can get all of those things done? Is there anybody else on my team or somebody that I could hire that could begin taking some of this stuff off of my plate? Maybe not perform it as well as I do, but free up my time. So once I began doing that, the second thing was for the things that I was outsourcing and the things that I was just keeping on my plate, how do I develop a system so that I don't have to remember what happens next? And this applies to every area of my business from finances to sales, to marketing, to operations, to service delivery. All of it is now wrapped around a variety of systems that I can launch depending on you know what's coming up in my world, what time of month it is, what time of the year, so that I'm reliant upon the best and the brightest to teaching me what to do. Now, uh, Jeff, you know I'm sure that you follow a lot of great people, uh, you know experts in their field. Tony Robbins, you know, uh, uh, you know Kevin Harrington, for instance, right? Sure. All these great smart people. Well, if I walk out of a conference where one of them spoke and I maybe wrote down one or two things, well, that's great, but that those one or two things better give me great ROI for the thousands of dollars I paid to be there. Mm. I wanted to kind of flip that script on its head and say, if I learn eighty things, how fast can I consistently implement all eighty things? until the end of time. Yeah. I can't remember 80 things in a row. I can barely remember the alphabet in, <laughs> in, in, in the same order, right? And you know what that's right. like as a dad. So it's like, how do I make sure that everything I'm learning does get implemented every single time if I trigger that system inside of my organization? And for that reason, I can launch a system and be fully present with someone as I'm on the phone with them or in a sales call or coaching a team. I don't have to worry about trying to think about what happens next. I know. My system mm-hmm. tells me I execute. It's a brilliant way to become more emotionally and physically present with whoever you happen to be talking with.
1: Yeah, that's great. That's great stuff. I mean, so when you started, so you had a consultancy and some other things that you were doing before uh, this system and before the the book and, and, and your mm-hmm. business now um, how, so it's, I guess for now, now I would say it's probably easier for you to establish credibility because you've been doing this for yeah. a while. People see the book, how hard was it to kind of establish credibility in the beginning when you bootstrapped this from the start? What, what was uh, the, I guess the hardest part about trying to get people to take you seriously when you first start your business?
2: So uh, I'm going to call out the obvious and first say that my age played into it. Mm. So I'm half of the age of most of my clients, and so, what I can't do is show up and try to tell them that I know more about their industry or their company or their uh, their field if they're in sales than they do. That's the mm-hmm. it's a big mistake I see a lot of folks make that try to enter the advising space or the services space. Um, you know, I'm I'm not going to listen to an 18 year old financial planner unless that person has really achieved some monumental results with their own portfolio. Mm-hmm. I want to find somebody that you know has some experience. Now, how do we accelerate that building of experience? Because as a, am uh, 38 right now, but I want to work with people that are 60, 70, even 80 years old. I, I love working with people older than me. But in order to do that, I have to approach it from a mindset of a constant learner and to approach also their entire organization. And I just had a call with a, a group of salespeople today where I said these very words. I said, my job is not to teach you all what to do. It's just to ask some questions that encourage you to look at your challenges and your issues from a new light. If all I can do is that, you can find the answers. Y'all are smart people. You wouldn't have made it this far in life. Mm. Um, But what I find organizations are often missing and what I pay good money to achieve myself, because I've got coaches and mentors that I, I use this service for as well. I just want you to get great questions out that consider, you know, like, wow, I never thought of it that way. Or you know that entire vertical of the market—that's well, that's ripe for the taking. I can really serve them. Wow, I could provide so much value there. But I never even considered it because I've only been pigeonholed and thinking I can only achieve this one area of success. Mm-hmm. So being able to uh, move outside of our, our comfort zone by approaching you know a business and you know one from an age perspective, and then the other one is an operational perspective. How do you establish credibility? Well, I looked at the people that I wanted to emulate. And I'd encourage every, uh, you know, organizational leader to do this. Who are the folks or the companies that you really want to build yourself into? What does your model of success look like? And then just factor in, okay, what credibility do they have on their website? What logos of what publications? Do they have a TEDx talk? Do they have a video of them speaking on a stage if that's part of their business model? Just, you know, write all that down Mm -hmm. and then ask, okay, how do I begin focusing on and executing getting that for myself? Um, That's how I was able to, you know, be published in a lot of these, uh, you know, Wall Street Journal, Inc., uh, Forbes, all of those organizations, and then uh, to become a nationally syndicated columnist, same thing. I said, how are the people that are syndicated columnists getting that done? Who do I approach? What questions do I ask? What value do I provide? And once I began really working out a map for that, Instead of just you know hoping that it occurred, um, success really started to roll in, and now credibility is the least of my problems. It's delivery. I've mm-hmm. got to back all that credibility up now, or people think I oversold myself. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and that's the that's the the hardest part. Then is that de- delivering on kind of what you've been able to promise? Um, how do you how do you? I guess. And this could be with any of the businesses you've been involved with, Mm -hmm. with how do you set yourself apart from your competitors? Like, how do you distinguish yourself?
2: So I want to have uh, the next customer experience. So anyone that decides to do business with my company, it's going to be the best experience that any customer has had with me or my organization up to that point in time. And I can promise that. How do I do it? This is something that every you know uh, business leader in the world would love to have the secret to. And it's very simple. It's that we take time every week in my organization to improve a couple of very small things. So everyone on my team is required each week at our weekly team meeting to bring up just a couple of issues that they encountered. And it might be with a, a customer, might be with a prospect, might be with a piece of software that we're using, like a CRM. You know, I had trouble doing this, or I lost my password and I couldn't get into it for a half hour, lost time. Uh, whatever problems they're having, bring that forward. And we have an open uh, sharing culture where, you know, you're required to bring a couple of things. So you really got to scrape the barrel sometimes to show up with some problems, but that's what I encourage. We hack through those problems and we solve them permanently every single week, mm-hmm. or we put systems in place, or we, we retrain, we re-educate. Maybe we solved that problem two years ago, but we've forgotten it because it doesn't happen that often. So get back to the training or the, the program we created to solve that problem and refresh. But that way, my folks are constantly getting better every week in how we sell, how we deliver, how we provide value so that the next person that enters my sphere gets into my pipeline and becomes a customer. They're going to have a, by definition, better experience and a smoother, more efficient outcome than the folks who did business with me a year ago. Mm. And I want to continue that the rest of my life so that I can, with all integrity, say we're getting better every month and I have the metrics to prove it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. As far as your book is concerned, um, if, if someone was to run out and grab that today, what do you think is um, the most important thing you want them to be able to learn from it? What is it that they can expect to find in there um, that's going to change how they do business?
2: Well, we've referenced it once or twice. Um, and for those of the folks out there that may be catching the video, if it's released on video, I'll just you know show it here on the screen. But the inner cover says, hope is not a sales strategy. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest message that I think I can communicate. Now, what's the antidote to hope? Well, systems. Um, Taking from what these high performers were doing around the world in combat environments and transposing it into sales processes, it's figuring out from value proposition creation to outreach, to converting meetings, to driving deals, to maximizing margin, to generating referrals from our satisfied customers. Think like the entire sales cycle of an organization. Mm. You can tie all of those things together. It's how do we build things so that we don't have to think about what comes next. So replacing hope with certainty has helped me to be able to, at the end of the day, know that I've accomplished all my tasks and I can go hang out with my little girl. Mm-hmm. not being split mentally like did I answer that email or I was supposed to reach out to Jim 3 months ago gosh I just remembered it and I'm probably going to forget it by the time I get back from the walk I don't have to worry about any of all that it allows me to very nicely compartmentalize my professional and my personal life so that I can be fully present with those who are most important to me
1: yeah and I'm I'm glad you actually mentioned that cuz our next question was going to be so when you're not doing all of I mean you've obviously had a lot of experiences in your life you're doing a lot of things how do you find that work life balance to be, uh, be able to, um, accomplish the things and the goals and the commitments that you have from a business perspective, but then also still be the, the dad and the husband that you want to be.
2: So I have to start with setting a goal and, you know, it might have a lot of goals underneath it, but like, what is it that I'm trying to achieve in my life? Mm-hmm. Is it to make a bunch of money, which is great. Do that if if that's, if that's your jam. Um, for me, I want to wake up at 80 and have a lot of great memories. I want my family to remember me, not you know think, well, he always provided for us, but he was never around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to run into that situation. So for me, I define what my life priorities are. And you know in, in order for people that are interested, it's uh, spirituality to so make sure I have a great relationship in, in that realm of my life, to have emotional and physical health to be a great husband and father, as you mentioned. And behind that is really the business, to be Mm -hmm. successful in business and, and make an impact professionally. And so each day, I need to make sure that my schedule reflects me spending time in the areas that are most important to me, the majority of my time in those areas, in order. And what that might look like is my business might only get six hours a day or four hours a day, because all of those other areas that are more important to me than my business reflect that. So if, if your calendar does not reflect your priorities, you might be confused about what your priorities actually are and what our desired priorities are and what our uh, a calendar shows us our priorities are. That don't always align. And, you know, the work-life balance thing, it's, it's, it's not stasis. It, it shifts. You know, mm-hmm. um, when I'm speaking at an event, I may be off-site away from my family for three or four days. And so I've got to make that time up when I get back because my priorities now were just really heavily weighted on the work side. But if I'm going to be honest with myself and say, well, my spirituality and my health and my family should be coming first, now i got to pour time back into those areas. And by doing that, even if I'm not making all the money I want to make in my business, I can wake up every day and know that I'm still a good person, as I define what a good person is. (laughs) Now, for your listeners, maybe money is first on your list. Great. Go do that until maybe something else comes up and then go do that. And then maybe you know, uh, getting in a relationship and getting married and settling down and buying a nice house are important to you. Make that your priority. But just be clear about what your priorities are instead of, again, throwing stuff at the wall and hoping that what you want to stick actually sticks.
1: Yeah, I love that. That's great advice. Uh, So before I let you go, I do want to give you a chance to tell folks how they can find you, where they can find your book, things like that.
2: For sure. So Bulletproof HyphenSelling.com or bulletproof-selling.com is our website. Um, Every single week we post uh, sales systems there. So no matter the size of your goals or the size of your teams, we're learning constantly from the vice presidents of sales that we get to interview. And you can catch those interviews live on LinkedIn and on YouTube. You can also catch the blog that we release on bulletproof-selling.com. And of course the podcast, Bulletproof Selling, that comes out every single Monday that just really dives into, hey, what are the smartest salespeople out there doing to system my success so that they can help remove hope from their strategy and get different results.
1: Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show today. It was absolutely uh, a pleasure talking to you and getting to hear from your experience.
2: For sure, Jeff. Thank you for having me.
1: And thank you for listening to another episode. We will see you guys next time.
0: Kevin Harrington here, and I want to thank you for listening to the Companies to Watch show. Now, if you're a successful entrepreneur, CEO, innovator, or startup on the rise, and you'd like to be considered for this program, please visit kevinherrington.tv podcast2 slash apply. Now, if you got something out of this interview, would you like to share this episode on your social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone who would be a great guest Tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag, companies to watch show. My team and I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions and we are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss out on any episodes ahead, just subscribe and your thumbs up, ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show. It mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, go to our website, kevinherrington.tv or follow me on LinkedIn Facebook or Instagram thanks for listening we'll see you next time